0: If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Please remember, these episodes are considered for mature audiences only. There is some language and some mature discussion. Okay, so you know how in the movie Twister someone in you know had to pitch the idea of a cow being airborne? Yeah. Okay, so now, you know how someone then had to come up with the idea of saying, we're gonna take a tornado, but we're gonna put sharks in it? Sure. Okay, you with me so far? I'm with you. Okay. The, the, the million dollar question, what drugs are these people on?
1: Well, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll have whatever they're having. <laughs> okay.
0: Hey, you legalize that stuff, then you can tax the bejesus out of it. Right. And then we can all have a lot more money to do the crazy things that we do.
1: Except buy marijuana for how much tax it is.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just bask in the tax. And then I'm sure that that will be that will be enough to cover our green bask fees. Bask in
1: the tax. I love yeah. it. You like that? <laughs> bask in the is that, tax.
0: Is that the title of the episode?
1: Bask in the tax.
0: Yeah. Sure. Why All not? right. Maybe I should ch- change it to backs in the tax. Take the take the S and the K of bask and mm-hmm. re- and invert it. Backs in the backs tax. Backs in the tax. Yeah. You know, it sounds like it sounds like a rap song by two it white does. guys like us. Right. Yeah you know cuz that's what we do with our downtime we'll wrap
1: around we'll wrap about 401k's and yes iras yeah. and rollover contributions <laughs>
0: <laughs> or or as it's known popularly all will smith raps
1: <laughs> hey listen i'm not complaining
0: no listen listen <laughs> there, there's there's nothing I, I i mean i look at you and i see will smith so oh wow that's yeah Thank you. Well, remember also, in the National League Championship Series this year, uh, the Braves and the Dodgers each had a player on their team named Will Smith. Oh. And they faced each other at one point, and I think Will Smith homered off of Will Smith. Hmm.
1: That's fascinating.
0: Yeah. Uh, ironically, the picture Will the Smith. Was the Will
1: Smith in the audience? Probably the, not. No, because it's COVID, right.
0: Well, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was also going to say that the Will Smith, who is the pitcher, was on the San Francisco Giants a few years prior and was caught with uh, a sticky foreign substance on his hand and oh. was ejected and suspended, which prompted all of uh, the Twitterverse to claim that Will Smith was getting sticky with it. Mm so, was
1: was Will Smith ejected by another Will Smith?
0: No, because that would just be stupid what you said.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> How dare I?
0: <laughs> what is this, amateur hour? Uh, I, yeah.
1: I, I crossed the line. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking of crossing the lines, welcome to How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSA Foundation Incorporated. truly Jack Furlong with you as he talked about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the first episode of the month of December. The year is 2020, unfortunately, still. Uh, happy to be with you. Check us out on the interwebs at osafoundation.org. Contact the show electronically. The address is podcast at osafoundation.org. On social media, we're at facebookcom osafoundation and twitter and instagram are both at those foundation hashtag how you play the game in the background you can hear the sizzling of the stuffing that we're making for thanksgiving as we pre-record this episode and across the way on the computer screen is the producer engineer mr sean ryan sean the only reason you are not here with me is because my kitchen table is currently covered with ingredients well, for yeah. various things
1: that's okay so that's fine I'm. I am not doing any cooking. I am just going to be ordering Chinese.
0: You know what you could do also is you could do what Caitlin likes to do or wants to do, go and get the gobbler sandwich from Wawa.
1: Oh, I have not. Ha- I've not tried that.
0: She apparently says it's very good. Now, granted, I don't know if I trust her, but. That's a different there, story for there, a different episode. I'm sure
1: there's turkey on it, right? Yeah.
0: So you could get a gobbler without turkey if you don't want to eat the meat.
1: <laughs> so so just a well, what I mean that's why it's called the gobbler, right.
0: right? Or or why don't you just go get a can of cranberry sauce and bathe in it?
1: That works too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You 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 have frozen on my screen right now, which is I think my computer's problem, not yours.
1: Yeah, that's okay.
0: So, I can, as long I can as, still
1: I can still hear you.
0: As long as you can still hear me, we can keep going with the episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um so so let's uh, let's get into it. You know, this the, the topic today was pitched by you. Mm-hmm. And so I want to give you the uh, the credence and the floor to uh, uh, you know, Run with it a little bit. Sure. Um, you pitched the idea of sportsmanship during the pandemic, as mm. we hope that it is on the back nine. Uh, so to speak. It's probably, it's probably on that long par five that's, you know, around, around (laughs) hit
1: over the ditch. Exactly. Right. You got another three approach shots. Right. It's like, especially if we're playing, right?
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. We're we're like on hole 14, which is a par five Mm -hmm. and you know, coming up is going to be, you know, a par three, a par four, a par three and a par four. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point, it's going to be really, really easy, right. you know, really the biggest, the biggest hurdle is going to be getting over the lake with a nine iron with the sun in your face. Yep. You know, while you get distracted by a cat.
1: Oh yeah. That's you know? right.
0: So just saying, I mean, that's, that's I just. I
1: always play that whole right. Every single time I always go to the right of the green Maybe Yeah. because I just want to avoid the water.
0: It it could be, it could be. I mean, I'm at the point where I'm just, I just grip it and rip it. And I think Mm -hmm. to myself, you know,
1: you've been hitting that green pretty consistently actually.
0: Well, I, I, for whatever reason, I, I, that the nine iron that I'm using there does me pretty well, but there's a Mm -hmm. part of me every time I play any par three hole that has water right in front of it. Mm -hmm. Like my mind is basically like, you know what? I'm probably, I, I, what I really just want to do is take the ball and throw it right in the water. So yeah. if, I, if I hit it right in the water, that, I did exactly what I wanted to do. And right. anything beyond that is extra credit. Great, right. You know? Yeah. So, so you just got to gotta look at it that way. Sure. And, and sure enough, it's, uh, it's magical.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's how they do it on the PGA, but that, no, that would
0: be pretty fun to watch. Actually. It's not. It's not how they do it on. It would, on it,
1: would, it would be pretty fun to watch.
0: Oh, totally. I would watch it. You know, I'm
1: watching throw throw golf balls onto the greens. You right, know you know, get.
0: like normal people. Right. So, uh, anyway, what that's, were we talking about? <laughs> um, the computer froze, and right. yeah. So pandemic. Right, right. Okay. So okay. Um, why don't you Why don't you start us off with your thoughts behind it, sure. which since you, which is why you pitched it, mm-hmm. and we'll see if this works.
1: So, um, what we've seen. During this, during the well, for those of you who don't know, well, actually, I think every person on the planet knows what's going on. But I think the the big issue right now is, in terms of the pandemic, is how people are sort of responding to it. And um, there, you have some people who um, who are really following the guidelines of uh, the the ever changing guidelines of the CDC. Um, and I don't mean that necessarily in a negative way because people are we're finding out new things about the coronavirus every week, essentially. And scientists are constantly, you know, updating what they find, and uh, medical professionals as a result are requesting and or uh, are, are putting forth new um, new ways to sort of combat the the transmission and spread of coronavirus. So, we, it's a constantly evolving situation. So um, there are those who are kind of adhering to the constantly evolving situation, and then there are those who, and I'm talking about extremes, people who are adhering it to a point, to a fault, where they are not doing um, anything at all, where they're not even going, I mean, they're wearing masks inside their house they're wearing masks inside their car. They're, they are, um, you know, they're, they're, they have. I guess to a point, I shouldn't fault them completely because it it, it takes a mental toll, and it's like, it's a psychological toll on on some of these people who are thinking like this. But there are those who are who are, and I say this with caution, um, overly protective which in a lot of ways is not such a bad thing but when it adversely affects your mind it can be but then there are people on the other end of it who don't take any precautions at all who have who completely disregard um, mask mandates and going out in public and um, not separating themselves uh, at all from other people who are attending large gatherings indoors uh, not giving each other the necessary space so those are the two and, 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 and as a result vilify those who do wear masks and who, who are following guidelines and I think those are the sort of the two extremes of it and um, I sort of want to tackle the well the sportsmanship aspect of Respecting each other's boundaries and respecting each other's space, and I'm—I mean literal space, like virtual, like not virtual space, but like physical space. Right. Right. Like just separating yourself from someone else, even with a mask on in public, um, just to make sure that you know you're you're making that person feel comfortable, and you're and it's a it's an act of consideration. Uh, for those, for those around you. Um, and so exploring the, 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 sportsmanship in how you respond to others, which I guess is sort of the, uh, the, the, the impetus, if you will of good sportsmanship is communication and, and how you respond to someone else's viewpoint. Um, respecting that viewpoint so long as it doesn't hurt you so if someone says that they're if they're against wearing a mask yet they go in public and go into large gatherings and you know are not exercising social distancing um, and are getting each, in each other's grill that's a problem that's poor sportsmanship on the on 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 their part because they're not respecting the boundaries of others who don't share the same opinion. On the other hand, you have those who are very, very strict with guidelines and with mask wearing. Um, Again, I say this with caution, because I'll admit that I do wear masks in public and I do keep my distance whenever I can if i go to the grocery store if i'm in a crowded place i try to avoid big crowds to begin with but um but if you know if someone is a little too strict with it and starts i guess if i guess shaming is one way to put it uh,
0: yeah i understand that yeah when
1: when you when you when you shame someone else not for not for wearing a mask not for not wearing a mask in public but for someone talking about it or for someone who for someone who's like who shows a blatant disregard for other people's consideration uh but goes overboard with it and says i don't believe in this i don't believe in that i'm going to do whatever i want i'm going to go in public i i don't believe this exists you know this is a this is you know, this is, a, this is a giant conspiracy and I don't care what you think. Um, well, they can believe that all they want, right? They have every right to believe that. But, um, and you shouldn't necessarily shame them for that. Un- and, and I again, I say it with caution. There's a difference between shaming and requesting. So if you see someone in public without a mask on and you're in the store with them, you can politely request that they step back away from you or that they, they, they put a mask on, especially if you work at that store, let's say, you know, as an employee, you can say, I'd ask that you please find a mask, put a mask on, or you're going to have to leave um, is, you know, that that's a little bit different from shaming someone who has those viewpoints, but at the same time, who's considerate enough to know when to st- stay home or no one to stay away from large crowds. Um, So there is, it's a very gray area when it comes to the sportsmanship aspect of, of not just mask wearing, but of our attitudes towards one another during this pandemic in general. Um, And that's sort of what I was hoping to discuss today um, that the the sportsmanship on both sides of of viewpoints regarding the pandemic, whether you think it's fake and manufactured, which, again, in my opinion, and based on what I've, what I've, what I've, from my news sources that I've read, um, it's very much not fake. It is very much a real thing and it is very much something for which we should be taking seriously. Um, But, Sort of trying to understand where where the person who thinks differently is coming from, and how to properly address that person. Let's say in a real life situation, if you know they're not exercising social distancing in public, um, how do you respond to that? And I think that's that's a that's something we should discuss because I think if anything, if not for nothing, this. Sh- could be a pretty informative episode on how to respond to someone who's not, who's making you feel uncomfortable. And I think, you know, take it, sorry. I know you want to say something. All I was (laughs) going
0: to say was what you just described as most of my dates. Oh,
1: okay. How do you
0: respond to someone making you uncomfortable or, or as we call that Tuesday? Right. So,
1: so I think, I think what we should address Mm -hmm. is the, is both sides of the uh, both sides of the argument right and the sportsmanship on both sides and how to respond to someone who is not um who is
0: who doesn't partake in what you partake
1: right more, or, more or, or less. may per- yeah. or may even be perceived as abrasive to some point right i mean on 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 both ends of it so yeah. you know it it's uh <clears throat> it's it's it becomes it becomes, and the more we talk about it, the more I think will will happen. Is it's about it's it's less about what you say, and it's more about what you practice and what right. you do. Yeah, um, and and how to re- and again how to respond to it. So, I th- you know I'd love I love to the, hear
0: your viewpoint. Sure, I think the first thing to remember as we set the groundwork for this is that this is a discussion, and okay. this is this is an evolving organism. Uh, no pun intended to the virus, mm-hmm. um, but because we we live in a society where we have to have our viewpoint win immediately, and there is no room for considering the alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the old saying goes that uh, breakthrough learning ends very early in life. And that's why it's a lot easier when you're in first, second, third grade to be shown something, you know, in a, in a little science experiment and to have the kids be in awe mm-hmm. versus now, you know, when you're much older, you're like, no, nope, I've already figured that out. i I refuse to consider the alternative because we have to have everything compartmentalized and organized, um, you know. Well, to
1: be fair, I still think like a second and third grader.
0: Yeah. So. Well, you and I both think that way, but it has nothing to do with science. Okay. It has everything to do with our immaturity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, which is fair. You know, we we. You know, I buy that. I, I, oh, and I, twice on, on Sundays. I'm on board. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. We've we've already. You know. Let's just end the episode there. You know. Um, but I think that uh, the reason that that becomes important. Uh, is because this is also new that we you know that we have to be able to have these conversations where we can consider the alternative viewpoint and make informed decisions for ourselves with the information that is provided to us uh, with respect to another person 's argument mm-hmm. um, you know so much of this I think. Grows out of fear.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: grows out of uncertainty about the unknown. Um, it, it, we, we, it grows out of a, a disdain for change. Uh, you know, there is a lot of psychological aspects mm-hmm. that are at play. I mean, you could you could you know copy and paste this 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 groundwork into so many other. Uh, conversations. I mean, look at politics. Regardless of the virus, I mean, you. you we just had not You know, you look at it. It doesn't even have to be a presidential election. Any election, any political mm-hmm. issue. You know, so many people have a stance based upon what they believe, and they refuse to have the the conversation with with someone who has an opposing viewpoint. And that doesn't mean that you have to persuade the other person. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you have to adopt their viewpoint. what it means is that you have to be able to respect somebody who has a differing opinion and vice versa. They have to respect you Mm -hmm. um, and, and you have to be able to cohabitate uh, in that manner. You know, you and I have a multitude of opinions where we differ from one another Mm -hmm. and we, you know, come to a, a, you know, a point of conclusion where we say, well, you know what, we just know that we're going to be different when it comes to Mm -hmm. that stuff. It doesn't mean that we can't be friends. It doesn't mean that we can't continue to converse about it. Um, And it doesn't mean that we don't have anything else in common, you know, it's all it's, but, but, you know, and it also means that I'm not trying to convince you of something and you're not trying to convince me of something, Mm -hmm. you know, it's more along the lines that we, you know, we have to be able to coexist with those differing opinions. And, you know, you, you, and I mean the proverbial you can sit there and say, you know, wow, I hear what you're saying and I don't agree with it, but I understand why you feel that way. You could say, wow, I hear what you're saying and that makes sense to me. And I never thought of it that way. And I have to consider that, Um, you know, there's, there's a whole plethora of responses that you can have when it, when it comes to that stuff. So we have to remember as we engage in this conversation, how much of this is rooted in that frame of mind that, you know, surrounded Mm -hmm. by fear of the unknown, uh, fear of change. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have to remember that, you know, there are a lot of psychological issues at play. So as Mm -hmm. we dive into this, you know, as we dive into many conversations, we must remember empathy. We must remember to be sensitive. That doesn't mean we have to agree. That means that we have to be able to listen and be present to the other person and the other viewpoint as we go down this path. Right. You know, I, You
1: know what you said too, <clears throat> what another thing I'll uh, piggyback on what you said is when two people with differing opinions discuss matters with each other and, uh, a lot of times new ideas are formed as a result. And, you know, I think we've sort of lost touch with this aspect as a society, um, especially with politics. I feel like if you know each side is arguing their point which is fair mm-hmm. but then they refuse to agree on on something they refuse and,
0: to compromise and and, yeah. and
1: or not it's not even about compromise i would say it's about forming new ideas mm-hmm. you know like we were talking about we were talking about the election mm-hmm. right and we we mentioned some pretty well, i'm not going to get into the weeds with this but we talked about like new ideas, yeah, as a result of what can be done in future elections um, and and it's I think it's kind of funny how we arrived at that point, like where we're thinking wow we've never thought about that before, but together we were able to come up with that, it, and i think I think that's that's sort of the the I think that just comes from ingenuity. It comes from negotiation.
0: It comes from the idea of, you know, what you hold to be important to you and your integrity and the same for me. And we say, okay, if we examine where we find common ground, is there a compromise where we might be able to, um, you know, agree on certain things without giving up too much that we feel we can't do, Mm -hmm. you know um, you know, you look at it like a sports contract, You know, you know, a team might say, well, we'd be willing to give you more money, but for less years, you know, and a player might want more years in order to have more security, you know, and, and the player and the team, you know, the two sides have to be able to say, well, what, what is important to us that we, that we can negotiate with here? You know, a player might have to say, listen, what's important to me is that I maximize the value that I feel that I'm worth. If that means that I have to chop off a year that I'm seeking on this contract in exchange for more money, maybe I have to do that because I see the benefits of making more money now so that I can invest it and have it later. You know, so there there are so many different permutations uh, that can come about when we simply. Uh, you know, try and examine what we hold to be true and what you know, and what we what's very important to us, what's somewhat important to us, where we can find new ground. I mean, there's so many different ways that we can examine this stuff, mm. um, for the better, and mm-hmm. we we fail to do that sometimes, right? Um, you know, we 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 decide to uh say, I refuse to give up any of my uh my, my talking points or my negotiation points or anything, because the, I hold them all, uh, to be, uh, important to me. I hold them all to be valuable and mm-hmm. I can't budge on any of them. And now granted there are certain you know times when, yes, that's the case and we just can't come to an agreement. Um, you know, and that's, that's certainly very legit, but I would, I would imagine that there are other times when, um, that's, that's not the case because so much is always evolving. Mm -hmm. You know, look at, you look at like a, um, a negotiation to purchase a vehicle, you know, you, 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 you try and negotiate with a car salesman, uh, for price and financing and this, that, the other. And you may just get to a point where you're like, I can't afford anything that you are suggesting to me. Mm -hmm. And so you have to call off the deal and you just have to say, I I can't do this. I absolutely Mm -hmm. cannot do this. But that, what, what we forget is that just because you can't do it in that moment, doesn't mean that two weeks from now, you, you know, you couldn't win the lottery and all of a sudden say, okay, now I can do it. You know, (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I mean, so, so, so that we, we forget that because our, our, our senses of defense go up and, you know, we, we respond to fight or flight or freeze and um, there's a lot of different stuff that, that comes out of our basic instincts to to uh, dictate how we respond, and, and we, you know, it's very difficult to forget a lot of that stuff as we go in. Um, you know, I'll g- I'll give you another quick example. Um, so I've been playing a lot of uh, Magic: The Gathering online, mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, in the pandemic, and you know, when you when you play a game like that. You know you You create defenses in in this strategy game um, in order to survive while you defeat your opponent and It took me a while to realize that if the if the objective of the game is to win okay it doesn't matter. What, you, what survives on your side so long as you win. You carry, you carry everything over to the next game. For those of you who don't know anything about magic, you, you, you start, each player starts the game with 20 life points, and that's a resource. It doesn't matter if you win it with 20 life or with one life. Okay, mm-hmm. As long as you have you know, a positive integer of life points when your opponent has zero or a negative integer, then you win. You know, it, you don't you don't have to have every single creature that you cast alive. You have to be able to sacrifice some of those creatures. You know, it's mm. it's it's. It, I know it, you know we we got to remember it's fantasy, it's fake and whatnot, and there's a different objective here. But we forget how these resources operate because we have. Uh, this tunnel vision towards winning and we don't make smart decisions that benefit us in the long run because of that sometimes. So we've kind of gotten a little off topic with it, but the the, the theme remains the same is that the the psychology that goes into this has to be at the forefront of our discussion as we have this conversation. Right. You and
1: know? one of the, so, you know, ger- germane to, um, the pandemic specifically, um, one of the one of the arguments is, um, you know, whether or not we should be wearing masks in public, mm-hmm. and whether we should, uh, in in crowded places, supermarkets, grocery you know, grocery stores, wherever a lot of people congregate, right? Um, and, you know, I've spoken with some people who feel both ways about it, right? Um, you know, who think they should. Um, and there are people, the, there are those who, who, who don't, but as a result, you know, they stay home or they, they find an alternative. Right. Right. So they, they, or they, they order their food out or they order their groceries out mm-hmm. and, and bring, bring them home or, um, you know, uh, or, you know, they, they come up with different ways to sort of adapt to the situation. But then there are those who, who don't wear a mask who go out in public anyway. Right. And, and make other people feel uncomfortable and, and like go into a crowded place and just you know, stand right next to them. And I, um, see that's, that's, that's not compromising, I feel. I don't think, you know, I, I think that if, you, if you're not going to wear a mask and you're not gonna social distance, you find a different way to go about, you know, operating. Where you either stay home or you stay outside. Right. Or you, go, you know, they, those people are fine because they're finding another way to go about subsisting, as as opposed to those who don't wear a mask, who crowd themselves, who go to large gatherings and 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 make other people feel uncomfortable. Um, there's good and bad sportsmanship. I feel with regard to that.
0: Well, let me, let me start with this. Um, I think pandemic aside, I think one thing that we're all kind of learning is that the idea of social distancing should have been at the forefront of our minds, uh, regardless of, of anything, you know, Mm -hmm. we live, especially if you live in, in a major metropolis, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we have basically sacrificed the idea of personal space, um, for, for, for a number of reasons Mm -hmm. and that in itself, uh, is a philosophical discussion that's worth having Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, you go, we go to New York city because we we're there, you know, we're close to there. You look at the subways and the mass transit and whatnot. And you're like, well, yeah, it's nice to be able to take a subway places. But if I want to go to a Yankee game for crying out loud, I got to get on X number of packed subways with people packed in like sardines. doesn't matter if there's a pandemic or not. That's just weird, man. Mm -hmm. You know? So, so right off the bat, it's something to be. It's something that, that should be, you know, examined. And if you want to take it out of the um, the the situation when it comes to uh, the you know the the subway, you know, if I go to my local post office, okay, and there's there's you know two people in front of me, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably not the nicest thing to do of to get in line and to stand right up against the person in front of me exactly. where I'm breathing down their neck. That's, okay. No, and without a pandemic, that's just weird. Okay. Right. So, so, yeah. You know, oh, that's, and that's, that's weird. That, that's weird to you. I mean, I well, know. to you, see, and that's why I don't trust anything you say because what you just said, <laughs> that's, I, we've lost you. All right. You know what? Screw that. You've lost all credibility. Okay. There's your sportsmanship for you. All right.
1: Chairman of the board.
0: Chairman of the board. Um, <laughs> Now, you aside, mm-hmm. most people think you shouldn't be doing that, okay? So, but the point being that, you know, we, we, we operate in ways where you would think, like, it's not rocket science to observe personal space without a pandemic, okay? Right. Uh, you know, yes, we have to, you know, draw lines in the sand right now that are six feet apart. But, you know, for the love of God, it's, is it that difficult? for us to say, you know, maybe we should just respect each other's personal space a little bit, you know? Um, well, that's not ridiculous at all. You know, I so, so, think... so, I mean, that, that has nothing to do with the pandemic. Uh, we just have to kind of look at the way that we've been operating and say, mm-hmm. we, can, we can do a little bit better with that, right? Sure. It goes along the same line of saying, you know, we have this other idea in, uh, in society where if you're sick, you still have to power through work, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to me, pandemic aside, that is the dumbest thing I've heard in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. If you were contagious with something, you should not be around other people, okay? Right. That, that, you don't need a pandemic to, to understand that. If you have a cold, you are probably contagious. Don't go out. unless it's absolutely necessary okay um if you know if you're puking your guts up here's an idea stay home you know uh how many people are you know are under the weather and then they go to work especially in like food service you know it's like just you know these we if you you know you want to talk about um compromise and whatnot the first thing we need to do is say how do we adjust the the social scripts to say, if you are sick, don't go to work. Because a lot of people still go to work because they think that they can't sacrifice those wages or they don't want to use their sick days or anything like that. And I want to say, first of all, if you have sick days to use, that's when you use them. That's why they're called sick days. Okay, um, It doesn't take a degree in astrophysics to understand that you use sick days when you are sick okay if you if you're if you need to carry them over that's a different story but you know use your sick days for when you're sick
1: right and i think that's you know again part of the discussion um with the you know the average health of our country in general just you know, like you said, the, 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 the mentality is you have to power through right. your sickness. Right. And um, that's not good. Because no. Because you, again, you're, especially as, you know, as music educators, we see this all the time where, you know, if, if, uh, if a kid is sick and they're playing a wind instrument, my advice to the kid is, first of all, you shouldn't be here. Right. Okay. Secondly, um, don't practice. Right. I mean, that, you, you do not practice if you're sick.
0: Right. I put it in my contract specifically. If I show up to your house and I see that you or anyone else in the house is sick, I am free to leave and charge you for this lesson.
1: Right. And okay. And, 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 and the, my advice to the kid is wait till you're better before, yeah. you, start, before you start playing because, one, you're only going to reinfect yourself. Right. Two, you're going to make, you're just going to make yourself sicker, right? And you're not going to, and three, you're not going to make any improvements. You're right. not going to, you're not going to get anything out of it. So um, my, you know, the and, and I don't, not that my, not that a lot of my students don't practice anyway. So, well, I mean, what student <laughs> does, right? So, you know? so I, I. You know, my my good students though will will put down the horn for a couple days and just give their batteries some time to recharge. And you know, that's and that's just with physical health. Right. I mean the, the the mental health aspect of it is I think even greater than the physical aspect sometimes because sometimes you're just so drained. Mentally, I know like with me teaching online music lessons is, is exhausting. Right. And, um, but you know, you sort of have to, after I'm done, I sort of have to decompress and almost meditate for a while so I can recharge my batteries and, yeah. you know, and, and I think not enough people sort of step back and, and give themselves a chance to, to do that. And I think as a result, we wear ourselves so thin that we can't our goals become so blurry right and what we want to accomplish and, and i think this whole attitude going back to the pandemic of you know well i'm sick but eh, i don't know what i'm i don't know you know if i have covid or not but i'm going to go out anyway and i'm like well you shouldn't know whether right. you That's- have whether you have covid or not i mean if you're feeling under the weather or if you have a fe especially if you have a fever and you're coughing you should not go out that like is
0: that is not a debatable point, like you like right. you said, you know like we yeah. can we can have these conversations and debate some of this stuff, mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty clear that oh, yeah. when, when you are contagious like that, you're showing symptoms, right. you know that it, it goes back to this idea that you shouldn't be going out period you know right. and 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 I think the conversation that has to be had then is that you know we have a lot of jobs in this country that are either hourly uh, wages or gig working wages and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And they don't come with, you know, some sort of benefit or insurance where if you're sick, you can recoup that, you know, that money in some way, shape or form. Um, You know, we, we live in a system where, you know, it's, it's kind of up to you to insure yourself first if something like that were to happen. Mm -hmm. And although I agree with that in theory, you know, sometimes there are cases where, you know, that's, that's just, you know, it just, you just can't do that, you know, every now mm-hmm. and then, you know, like for example, there's, you know, you, you, we've all fallen on hard times before and you, you get a gig, that's an hourly gig. Uh, and you know, you come down with something and you're like, I, I can't work today. And that's, you know, that's a hundred dollars that you lose, for example, right. um, you know, because you can't work that day. And, that sets you back significantly. So if you want to have that type of a conversation, that would be an area where, you know, people can put their heads together and say, is there a way that we can protect people for when that is the case? Now, I'm not going to say I have an answer to that. I'm not saying that I would be smart enough to be able to come up with that on this show right this minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I can say is that it would be worth People sitting down and putting their heads together and trying to figure something out. And if they come up with nothing, they can't, they come up with nothing. It doesn't mean that you have to come up with something. It just right. means that that's the conversation that you have to have.
1: Well, just attempt Even exactly, attempting, exactly attempting a dialogue about it, and just like, you know, like with the relief packages and stimulus, um, you know, stimulus packages. You know, there's there's arguments for it. There's arguments against it, but. You know, the I don't think there's the I think what most people with what most people agree
0: I see what you did there.
1: Is the fact that we need help. Right. And there's no question about it. We need help. How do we get help to to, to three hundred and fifty million people or three hundred million people? And you know or for for those who are, I guess less fortunate how yeah. do we help them? Right. They need help. They need yeah. help. We got to do something. And right? so it, it's, so what they, so what, so what, so what they do, they try to, you know, come up with different amounts or different frequencies at which to hand out, you know, or how to support those who need help. And the discussion has to be had. And I think with something on this largest scale, there has to be some sort of agreement, um, made that it does involve compromise. Well, I I agree with that
0: because, you know, in normal circumstances, you can easily see how both sides of that would have their own opinion and how it would butt heads. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't take a genius to see that you know looking at the right and the left of the spectrum you see you know how you know the the, the viewpoints are going to differ and and how that's going to create um, a, a differing of opinions when it comes to something like that mm-hmm. but I think we can also see that once we put it in this context where we do have uh, what is in essence a, a, a global emergency uh, and we're looking at it on a national scale because of the way that our government works um, you know it, it would behoove both sides to look at this through those lenses um and that's where i think that you begin to see um some of that compromise happen you know i I don't think i'm breaking any ground when i say that you know one of the uh usual views of the right is that they don't want to be, you know, uh, giving unnecessary help to people who should be able to help themselves first and foremost. Um, now, that might be a very crude way of looking at it. That might be a poor way of saying it. And I readily admit that because I think mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I'm, we're just kind of like uh, BS in here a little bit with the way that we're right. choosing our words. And we, you know, we're, we're being vulnerable about that. So I think that that's fair to say it. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you put it in the under the guise of a pandemic, it you know, you the, the right then has to look at it. And and say, well, geez, you know, although we might look at it that way under normal circumstances, this is a pretty tough situation where there are a lot more people that fall into that uh, category than we really think because of circumstances outside of our control. It's not like, and that's an important thing to remember here. I can't stress this enough. None of this at the general level is really anybody's fault. You know, I think and you know we talk about the mental health a lot and like from a personal standpoint you know it's 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 tough to accept sometimes because we forget we didn't do anything to deserve this you know mm-hmm. it's not like we made a poor decision and then all of a sudden you know boom revenge strikes in the form of a pandemic okay mm-hmm. um we we can kind of like joke about that. We can, we can have our conspiracy theories if we want to, but for what we know right now, we didn't, we didn't do anything specifically where, where, where that is necessarily the case. You know, it's not like, it's not like I went out and I killed a guy. And as a result, I'm going to get, you know, sick with COVID, you know, and that's kind of a, you know, a, a grotesque way of of putting it, but you, you see the point that you know that, that, and and we forget that, and and when we forget that on the grander scale, you know that's where it would behoove those people who fall under that that uh, that heading uh, to say, okay, you know I you know that that may work under normal circumstances, but in this type of a circumstance, we do have to do a little something, and we've seen that um, we've seen it in the first. Uh, stimulus package that was passed. We can go back to you know the the George W. Bush presidency and and see that it was how it worked with stimulus checks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's there is a precedent for it. There's there is proof that people make those types of adjustments. Um, and but it speaks to the compromise, you know, of how when situations change, we have to be able to alter a little bit. Now you know we. You know, we obviously had, you know, we can't just, you know, be printing money left and right, you know, and handing it out like it's, you know, you know, the, you know, the cure to AIDS or something like that. But it's just, you know, we do have to, you know, look at, I'm sure there were discussions behind the scenes of, well, how much do we give out? What do we do with this? You know, and those are those discussions that have to be had. But the point being is that, like you said, compromise, sportsmanship, you know, all of that stuff does come into play in a different way when something like this
1: does hit right and the last i guess the last subject um that um upon i want to touch
0: you are really i I, yeah i i know i know know what you're trying to say i'm re
1: i'm I'm reaching i can't with the grammar anymore (laughs) the thing i
0: want to talk about last is me fail english (laughs) that's impossible
1: um i wanted- this tastes like burning <laughs> um vaccines okay so you know vaccines are right around the corner right moderna and pfizer both announced 90 and 94.5 percent i think which is a
0: great radio station right
1: yeah <laughs> and a great percentage
0: <laughs> there you go um, so- and i think i think i think astrazeneca also has something in the in the pipeline i think too? that's close
1: yeah that's close. So, i think that one's closer to 90 percent.
0: okay so but um, we've all we're, we're the, the the point being that we're pretty darn close
1: yeah we're very close and i think from what i heard that vaccines are from the time of this recording mm-hmm. are going to be released at least in new jersey in our state as soon as next month right um, but but to but to essential workers
0: right there's a plan um, to roll it out and so yeah
1: the first discussion about that is you know Obviously, the sportsmanship in making available uh, the vaccine to those who are on the front line, right. uh, health healthcare workers, teachers, uh, 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 other essential workers, uh, those who have pre-existing conditions um, the elderly, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, I think there's, I mean, I would like to think that most people are in agreement that they should definitely be the ones to receive the vaccine.
0: I I think that that's a reasonable request, very similar to what we've said about, like, if you're sick, you should stay home. And it's Mm -hmm. not that difficult to respect people's personal space, regardless of a pandemic. I think we, I think we can group all that together.
1: So I think, I think that, it's important that they do get it first Mm -hmm. and that we sort of starting next year, we sort of branch out a little bit more um, and make it more available to, to others. Now, the other question is, you have some people who are going to refuse to take the vaccine. right? And now for a myriad of reasons, well, two, which is much less than a myriad. Well, um,
0: you just don't know how to define myriad then.
1: I don't, I don't know anymore.
0: You've, you've stopped with the grammar. You might as well stop with the definitions it's too.
1: 20, it's 2020. I don't know. Nothing's anything wh- what it is anymore. So,
0: Up is left, down is right. What about our children? Meg, Chris, Ryu, Ken, Red, Green, Mrs. Potsy, Chachi, mm-hmm. the Fonz, Mrs. Cunningham, Mr. Cunningham? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you've got a great knowledge of the Happy Days family.
0: Well, I, I just tried to do that entire... Um, Family Guy bit where Um, Peter says, well, we already have all these children with Meg, Chris, Stewie. And then he goes into uh, (laughs) Ryu, Chun-Li, Blanca, E. Honda and and Brian's (laughs) like, Peter, that's Street Fighter. And then he goes um, Chachi, the Fonz, Potsy, Mr. Cunningham, Mrs. Cunningham. Peter, that's Happy Days. Red, blue, green. (laughs) Peter, those are colors. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, So what what was I saying? Oh yeah. Vaccines. Right. And yeah. So just there, I understand there is some trepidation with regard to taking the vaccine because there have been, at least in the initial trials, from what I've been reading, there are some, can, there can be relatively nasty side effects. Right. High fever, aches, pains, but I mean,
0: Spontaneous pregnancy, mind dementia.
1: Right. You know. So, but compared to what the possibility other possibilities are i mean i would rather have a day of aches and pains than covid but that's just me listen if you're if you're of a
0: certain age that's just called tuesday right
1: so you know so i think
0: i I get aches and pains getting out of the bed for crying out loud
1: right so like yeah so i mean i think I understand people's reservations because it's a new vaccine and it's, you know, we don't know, we don't know the effects on a widely distributed, um, you know, once it's widely distributed, we just know within control groups and placebos and the like. And uh, I think once we get a better idea of how people react to it and which is foretold to be relatively mild, symptoms like like i said a headache or a fever aching, sore for a day right um and some you know and having to get a second shot right people are worried that they're not going to want the second shot because they're going to feel those aches and pains again and to those people you sort of have to ask like okay well what's the trade-off right trade-off is you don't have to you don't I mean, you should probably still social distance anyway, and probably to a certain extent wear a mask at least in the beginning, just so that once we get enough people with the vaccine, it becomes where we develop sort of a herd immunity um, as a result of as a result of all the vaccines. but I think in the in in the long term, we won't have to go through all this anymore if you go through the motions and I think that a lot of people like you had said are scared of change and are, and are fearful of, of, you know, this shot in the arm. Right. And I think, I, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Is, You're always
0: wrong. So that's oh, fine. Okay. You...
1: Yeah. Well, I might not always be right, but I'm never wrong. <laughs> um, as my dad so eloquently says.
0: Your dad also goes, one, every time the ball falls off the tee. So.
1: <laughs> so, um, so I think the people who are going to be against getting the coronavirus vaccine, I think are the people who are already against vaccines in general. I, I, I would like to think that most of them, I'm not saying all, I would say that most people who don't who don't believe in vaccines are going to not get the the covid vaccine but there's also a small group of people who have gotten vaccines and are just not sure because it's new right um to get the to get the new vaccine so the, the the question is here from a sportsmanship point of view is how do you address that situation
0: well, I think that the first thing is to say um, I would liken it more towards the people who don't get the flu shot than I would pay possibly the anti-vaxxers because I think that, you know, the, the, the anti-vaxxers, as, the, as, we, as they are called, uh, turn out to be a different subset uh, in the long run. You know, I think that there are other people, I think the, the bigger group is the group of people who say, "Okay, yeah, like I understand, I have to get, you know, vaccines for measles, mumps, rubella, um, you know, tetanus, mm-hmm. you know, like 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 all of those things, you know," but they're they're um, hesitant to get a flu shot because of th- you know the fact that uh, you know it's only like a you know, it, they, have to, they have to guess, first of all, every year what the strain is going to be. Uh, there's only like a 50% chance that it works, you know, because there seems to be this idea that you get the flu shot and you automatically have this bubble shield around you that you'll never get the flu. And as someone who has been getting the flu shot regularly since he was 18 because of being in uh, collegiate environments around kids, around people who transmit viruses, uh, a bit more regularly uh you know and all those things i've gotten the flu after getting the flu shot it only happened mm-hmm. once but it's it's possible it's not a you know it's not immunity in you know at 100 percent. it's another tool that we use to you know prevent uh, uh you know serious things from happening right um you know and I think that people see that and they say well if it's not 100% that I don't want to get it you know because I'm afraid of this or I'm afraid of that or whatever the case may be and you know what it comes down to this if you don't want to get it you don't get it okay I'm you know I, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and force people to get a vaccine if that they don't want okay but the contrast to that putting it very blatantly is that if a vaccine is available and you don't want it that doesn't mean that you get to dictate to me how I have to live my life with restrictions or, or anything like that because you don't want to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if, you know, if, if people don't want to trust this vaccine, that's fine. But if it's available, then don't tell me that I can't go to a restaurant without a mask. If I've gotten it. Okay. That's, that's, that's again, it's Mm -hmm. a crude way of saying it. Um, but there's, I think that there's an element of truth to it. Don't tell me that I can't go to a ball game because a lot of people reject the vaccine. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I've gotten the vaccine and I can go to a ball game, I should be able to go to a ball game. Okay. Mm -hmm. That, that's what, that's how I break it down. Um, from, from, you know, knowing what I know of the pharmaceutical industry from, from Caitlin, um, you know, yes, this, this vaccine has been developed at a very, very fast speed that has never been done before. Okay. And I understand that people might have trepidation when it comes to that, but you know, I think it brings about a different um, question because what it does is it, it calls into question the philosophy behind Western medicine to a certain degree. And trust me, I am all for Western medicine. I'm not trying to say that Western medicine is bad. What I am going to say is that Western medicine does have uh, an element to it where it says, if it's not true, it must be false, and that can get you into some deep water because it still could be true. It's just that if you haven't reached a certain threshold of uh, scientific discovery, mm-hmm. you you reject it. You know, right. there there's you know, for example. Uh, Caitlin was telling me a story about a a new cancer drug that her company uh, is uh, trying to get approved and whatnot. And the, the most recent um, results said that I think 33% of people who took this drug uh, while they had, I forget, I, forget, I think it was liver cancer. I could be completely wrong, but whatever cancer it was, 33% were still alive after five years, which in, Statistical terms of people who have cancer is a miracle. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but, but that's because we, we look at the threshold of this stuff and we, you know, we, we met a certain threshold and that's how we were able to get this drug to its next stage. Okay. Mm. Um, you, there, are, there are plenty of other drugs that, for whatever reason, might work with some people but don't work on enough people. Therefore, they don't get manufactured. I mean, there's, there are all these different things that just go on that the general public doesn't understand. And the reason that I bring all of that up is to say that, you know, we're talking about sportsmanship from the standpoint of how we relate to one another, okay? It comes down to the idea that you you can respect – another person's opinion so long as it doesn't infringe upon your liberties and you have to be able to find that happy medium in times of uh dire emergencies if you don't want to get the vaccine because you don't trust it then you don't have to get it okay but i'd like to believe that we're going to be fine with it okay and 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 the science is going to track it and we're going to be able to get back to our real lives sooner rather than later mm-hmm. as a result of this. Right. Um so so that's that's where I would come down with the vaccine just kind of off the top of my head. Um I but, it, but al- go ahead.
1: I would also say that you know if you choose not to get the vaccine un- also understand that there might be consequences for that. You know like like you you can like you can you can choose not to get it, but then if you want to go to a party, let's say, mm-hmm. and you know other people there um, are, and we're talking like maybe in the next month or so, right? right. Like in the, like well, like when this is still brand new, right? Like we don't know the effects of it. And let's say you try want to go to a party, and the people there are like, well, I'm just out of an abundance of caution, which you hate. I know you hate that word. <laughs> first of all, it's
0: actually three words. So
1: abundance of caution. Yeah. No, no it's if it's, it's German, it's one word.
0: Oh, okay. Um, what are we, are we going back to World War II here? What are we doing? Okay. And it's cap and it's capitalized. You know what that art school called, they want you in,
1: okay? <laughs> so um I think the the consequences of not getting the vaccine um should be are possible. I'm not saying it's right for this person to say, well, I don't want you here if you don't have the vaccine, but at the same time, these are some things that the person deciding whether or not to get the vaccine kind of has to grapple with.
0: I think, I think you make a good point with that. And, and I think that, you know, what, what, where this, because first of all, I think that in theory, I think you have a lot of validity there. Um, where we you know I think the lay person doesn't quite understand, and to a degree, maybe we don't understand it uh, because of the science behind it mm-hmm. is how does the vaccine work because remember that the vaccine is not um it's not a bubble shield, okay mm-hmm. what it does is it it you're you're putting a weakened or dead virus into a body in order to have the body's immune system create the necessary immunoresponse to, to get the antibodies going and whatnot so that if the body does come in contact with that virus it has the antibodies there already to fight Mm -hmm. it off it's not a shield to say that the virus won't enter your system it's a it's a it's a preventative measure that says if the virus does enter your system you've got a pretty darn good chance that your antibodies are going to shut it down before it can do anything whether that means pass it on via being contagious or develop symptoms okay right
1: and even and at the and 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 again you know what it's supposed to subdue the symptoms of anything like right at, at the worst, you would be getting like a mild cough or a headache
0: right you know so so, so, so yeah in your in your example if there are if there's a party that's going to have twenty people at it and nineteen people have the vaccine and one person doesn't, I think what you could do is you could make the argument to say that well, if the one person who doesn 't have the vaccine comes to the party, is it possible that someone who does have the vaccine could be there and, and transmit it to the person who doesn't have the vaccine and infect that person. I'm sure Mm -hmm. it's possible. It would be, I think it would be more apropos to say, listen, this person who doesn't have the vaccine is could go home and and infect somebody else because they don't have the vaccine. Maybe that person comes in contact with an elderly vulnerable person, for so example. It's a
1: matter of, so it's a matter of consideration. Because, exactly.
0: So, so I would, I would, I, what I, the reason I bring that up is to say that in your example with the party, I I, w- I would find it to be more plausible that the person who says, I don't want that person who's not vaccinated at my party to be because that person could infect other people, not because that person could infect himself or other people who are already at the party okay you know so so, and that's that's, why i say that your your argument has complete validity and why i understand it i'm just trying to put what i believe to be my context around it
1: yes and and that's sort of where i was driving at is Mm -hmm. you have to think about you have to think about you know consideration of others right and you know uh it's it's a tough conversation to have. I mean, I've had family. Listen, I I was just on the phone with some family members this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, they wait, you know how
0: to operate a phone? I know,
1: right? Wait, and I know. You think
0: that? At, you think of uh, the what is the phrase? Um, abundance of caution is one word.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like phone, but phone is clearly five words. So. What are you German? Um, <laughs> a little bit. Oh, that's sad. Um, so, so. I think
0: we're going to have all these German people writing in like, how dare you say this stuff?
1: Um, so I, I was, I was talking with some of my family members this morning about Christmas. Okay. And, uh, I said, you know, it's, it's, it's very, I, I, it's very likely that we're not going to see each other because, you know, again, I don't want out of consideration. I don't want to get you sick because you kind of have to assume you have it. I mean, like, as you kind of have to assume that you have to treat it as if you, at least in my mind, you have to treat it as, treat the situation as if you have COVID already and you're trying to mitigate contact with other people, Um, especially if they're large gatherings of family members. And I've gone to arguments with family members about this. Like, my own family, like, wants to, like, still have Christmas and I'm like, in in person. And I'm like, there are other ways we can go about this. We can, you know, go, we can virtually celebrate it. We can do it via zoom. We could do it via FaceTime. You know, we could talk on the Pahone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the five letter, five word phone, word phone, phone. Who
0: came up with the pH for the uh, F sound anyway? You know, I don't know. Yeah.
1: But, but the, the point is that, you know, this comes down to compromise again. You know, do, do, do you, I mean, yeah. Okay. It's not the best way to, to, to um, have is to celebrate Christmas virtually. No, it's not the best way because we were used to doing it in person all these years. And of course it's different And people are, you know, they don't want it. They don't want anything that's different. And so now the, the bigger question is, well, you have to think, you have to be considerate of each other's feelings.
0: You know, I think matter. that the big thing on, on that is that, you know, I don't know if I would subscribe to the way that you described it regarding, you have to assume that you have and whatnot. I understand that that's what works for you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I, again, that's totally up to you. Um, it's more about, like you said, being considerate because we have to be empathetic towards another person's viewpoint and emotions. And I would imagine that someone who wants to have the gatherings, like the, the people you described in your family, you know, the, the, it, there's a, there's, there could be a, a deeper drive to do it because they're sick of this, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's not about ignorance uh, necessarily. It's more about the idea that emotionally and psychologically, this has taken such a toll on people that they're, they're, they're trying their best to get back to normal, even before it might be the best thing to do. And I'm not going to endorse it one way or the other. What I'm saying is you have to understand or allow yourself to understand what other people are experiencing. That doesn't mean you have to agree with them. You have every right to say, listen, I'm not coming to Christmas this year because of X, Y, and Z. You have every right to say that, and if you think that's what's best for you, then God bless you. That's what you do, okay? At the same time, though, we have to be respectful of other people who, although they might be doing something we don't necessarily agree with, you know, we, we have to understand why they're doing it. And if it's because of you know a, a a psychological drive to say i refuse to live like this anymore because it's driving me nuts and i and i want to pull my hair out i'd like to believe that i'm empathetic towards that person to say i understand and if you want to do that go ahead and do it i may not be able to be there with you okay out of my own safety or my own concerns mm-hmm. but i've been there and i understand that point of view okay and 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 that's the crux of the argument, the crux, it comes down to empathy to, you know, to, to understand why people are so upset. I really firmly believe that the majority of the conflict that has arisen as a result of this does not come down to ignorance. It comes down to the destruction of the psyche. It comes down to the fact that people don't want to be in this, uh, state of of living anymore Mm -hmm. they're they're sick of this you know it's it's almost like um you know you might describe this as like and, and again i'm using these grotesque terms very loosely right now this is kind of a third world way to live when you have the first world type of uh lifestyle that we have had for so long to then do this for as long as we've been doing it here in new jersey for example is very much uncomfortable and out of our norm. And I think that that is frustrating because people are saying, we're better than this. How did we get to this point? And again, there's science to understand and explain it, but that doesn't account for the emotional reaction of people being frustrated. Again, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that, you know, we're, we're supposed to just throw everything out the window or make irrational decisions. What I'm saying is that we have to, if we, if we truly believe in good sportsmanship, we have to be able to be empathetic to the feelings that people experience as a result of this stuff, mm-hmm. okay? We can make informed decisions after that, but we have to be empathetic because we don't know what's going on in other people's lives. Okay? We don't know what people have experienced. And that is the that is how good sportsmanship plays a major role. You know, we talk about the arguments that might go on during a baseball game. And 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 how that you know how people are displaying poor sportsmanship. We don't know that the umpire might be going through a divorce and might have escalated the situation unfairly because he brought some baggage with him from home. Okay, are we supposed to be able to forget that in the course of a game? Yeah, but guess what? We're human beings. Okay, and we're not robots. So we that's why it's so important to be able to have these discussions. You know with the idea that we don't want to just escalate to uh, the world is ending right away. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've got to be able to put those types of things in perspective. We've got to be able to say a baseball game is still just a game. Mm -hmm. And if we have a disagreement about something, we shouldn't be coming to blows right off the bat. We should be able to have a mature discussion before we, uh, you know, we start call, calling people names and and whatnot. That's mm-hmm. how this works. You know, I'll give you one more example to kind of go back a little bit in the discussion. Okay, mm. we were talking about masks earlier. All right, and I just dropped the the microphone. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, good. I apparently can't be left around chords and microphones.
1: Oh no. Oh, especially, I know. Right? Especially C major chords.
0: Ah, oh, the French. Um, Going back to masks, okay, there are people, such as myself, who have what constitute as, in technical terms, disabilities, that preclude people from being able to wear masks, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, We have laws on our books, HIPAA laws, the Americans with Disabilities Act, okay? that prevent discrimination as a result of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will wholeheartedly admit that there are plenty of people in this world who are anti-mask for whatever reason. Okay. But there is a faction of people who simply can't wear masks for what is in essence a a medical exemption. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, I've met people And again, I'm trying to keep it as clean as possible. But like you know, uh, you know, you you know, you know people who have such bad asthma, for example, that if you put something in front of their face, it's going to block their airways and they can't breathe. Okay, Um, those people exist. Now, that doesn't mean that these people with medical exemptions should be going out and disobeying the you know the 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 social distancing and just kind of like willy-nilly going in and doing whatever they want and pretending that it doesn't exist okay that we we still got to be we still got to be careful
1: right but
0: there is a there, we, we do need to have a level of empathy where we can't just jump to conclusions when we see someone without a mask and say, well, this person's just an idiot. Okay, whether you whether you think masks work or not is not the debate that we're having right now. Okay, and and we're leaving our our personal opinions out of it. What we're saying is that you don't know what another person has experienced, and 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 why they've come to that conclusion. Okay, um, there you know there are times you know where you know like like. If I got to run into the post office, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I understand that there are going to be people in there with masks on who are going to have, you know, who are going to, re- or who go- going to react certain ways as a result of seeing someone who's not wearing a mask. Okay. And I, and I try and consider that. And I say, well, that's why I just got to run in. I got to check my mail and then I'm getting out of there. Okay. I'm not, I'm not hanging around like it's a party. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if, for the record, if you go to the post office and treat it like a party, that's just weird <laughs> you know I, i've never once thought you know what let me just buy all these stamps and just stick them all over people while i drink because that'd be a fun mm-hmm. thing to do okay now have you done this well yeah I oh mean, well well I, then i'm then i'm the bad guy okay i on. see yeah it's getting the game here folks um, i go
1: to my post office party every tuesday <laughs> Let's go, let's get in the game here. Post what is wrong authority? with me? Pop? We call them Pops. We call them Pops. All right. We call them Pops for short.
0: There's there's <laughs> the title of the, the, the episode. Okay. We call them pops.
1: We call them pops.
0: Oh man. <laughs> um but but the, the point being, and I and what's funny is that because the post office is a a public government office, mm-hmm. they can't discriminate when it comes to masks. Okay. I'll give you, you know, I twice I've had situations where like I went into the post office and I was at the window and I know the people who work at my post office very, very well. And the uh, one lady asked me, you know, I've never asked you, how come you don't wear a mask? Is it because you don't believe in them? because and, and all I said was I have a medical exemption and there were people all around me. And, and I think she asked it because she knew that I was getting some looks and she kind of gave that response of say no more because and she kind of looked at the other people. You never know what's going on in another person's life. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and we can't be judging other people because of that. Now, if someone's going to go out and be a jerk about it, then then all bets are off. Right. Okay. But in this case, what was, you know, what was occurring was basically saying, you know, I understand if you have a medical exemption. And we're not, we don't have to get into what it is and how it works and this, that, the other, you know, that, that this is why you, you feel this way. And, you know, and, and I look at it personally as saying, okay, I understand that I could be asking for trouble by trying to go into places without a mask on, because Mm -hmm. I understand that people are not going to see it a certain way, but there are certain essential services and certain liberties that I need in order to exist. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I have made it a point in my life as someone with a medical exemption to try and compromise and to look for alternatives and to try and be smart about this. So for example, I run to the post office. It's a small post office. Okay. If I have to run and get food, I'm usually ordering online and I'm picking it up and leaving, okay? Or I'm not. I'm not hanging around. Or if I am hanging around, like if I go to a restaurant or I'd like to go to a restaurant, what I've done before is I've tried to go at off times so that I don't run into people who might be, you know, who might judge me a certain way. And I'm only going to go to the places where I'm comfortable. You know, I'm not going to go to a new restaurant and just expect people to just, you know, it, you know, adhere to my quote unquote disability. That would that would be um ignorant. That would be stupid, okay? Right. And that's what I think we're getting at here is that we have to make sure that we respect that and we understand that. Um you know, I've been discriminated against as 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 a result of this. Uh because mm-hmm. private businesses uh you know, have the right to operate a certain way. Uh, as a result of this because they don't want to be losing business, business because some customers might throw a fit as a result of this. And, and it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. I'm not, I'm, I, I think what we can agree on here as we have these differing viewpoints, uh, and, and feel free to chime in on this, is that mm-hmm. we're, what, what we're saying, I think, is that no matter how you feel, no matter what your opinion is, what you hold to be true for you, you 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 have to be able to empathize and you have to be able to say, maybe someone else is feeling something different. And I, ha- I have to be able to see that a certain way. Now, it's not always going to work. You're going to find conflict. You're going to brush up against people figuratively that, are just going to be mean and ignorant and stupid, Mm -hmm. okay? But it, it would behoove people to be a bit more empathetic. You know, like how you said you like to assume that you have it and you don't want to give it to other people? Right. I think it's fair to say, you know, along the same lines, not to the exact same degree, but maybe if you see someone without a mask, maybe it's because they do have... You know, a legitimate reason. Maybe it's not just because they're a jerk. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's where sportsmanship comes into play. And if someone says, I have a legitimate medical exemption, you have to, you know, it would behoove you to say, I understand. I'm going to keep my distance. Have a good day. Mm. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not rocket science to just be nice to people. Right. You know,
1: I think, I think what the big, the big, well, not the big question but one of the one of the questions I have in regards to you know if you have a pre-existing condition a medical condition um, let's say asthma or difficulty breathing or um, and I respect that yeah absolutely but here's 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 the problem uh, from the other end of it is is a question of concern for that person in public mm-hmm. so if they're in public and they know that they have a condition Where it's difficult for them to breathe and if they were to somehow contract the virus wouldn't the virus be more damaging to them as a result since it's an upper since it's a respiratory virus
0: i would imagine it's certainly possible and i would imagine that's
1: that's why i'm like i'm 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 not trying to be like if i see someone without a mask of course i'll question that Right. right and if they wind up having a medical condition instead of saying well you're still a you're still a dick Right. All right. Uh, you know, well, we've I'm just not,
0: earned the mature rating.
1: Right. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to say like, oh, well, you're still a dick. I'm going to say, well, I, I'm concerned for you then. Right. Because at the same time, like, I I don't want you to catch it. Right. Like, I, I don't, I, 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 that's where I'm like, I'd like to think that I'm showing sportsmanship on that. And like, I'm showing concern for you then, because wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't you suffer more adverse effects were, were you to contract it. It's certainly possible.
0: Yes. And I, and I, and I certainly respect that. And I think that you see, like, I'll give you another example. I had someone like I was back at the post office. I, I was holding the door for a lady who was exiting and she looked at me and she said, are you forgetting your mask? And I said, I have a medical exemption. And she says, Oh, lucky you. And I said, well, not entirely, but okay. And you know, she understood you know, I think, I think you know, we, it was just kind of like a, a joke thing, you know, and whatnot. Um, I don't think she was judging me. I think she was just kind of making playful banter and whatnot. And that was totally fine. I, I get it. You know, but the point being is that, no, it's not, you know, it, it's not always lucky because I don't have to know one. It's it's, not. It's, it's it's because there's going to be some sort of side effect. I could get shamed. I could contract it. And, like, whatever you believe to be the case with this, it's not, you know, an end-all, be-all, fix-all. So So I think that, you know, I appreciate the concern that you might show when you uh, say you're concerned for another person. And what I think the response to that would be is, well, put it in context why this person is still out of the house, mm-hmm. because there are certain situations where, yeah, maybe they need to do a better job of thinking about it, you know? But maybe, for example, that person Uh, is just at the grocery store trying to get, uh, you know, some groceries and can't afford to use like an Instacart or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know? So there are all these different situations where we appreciate the concern and we're very grateful that you, that you are concerned. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing, but there are always permutations that don't allow people to, Um, be able to operate in the the best of ways as a result of that. I was having this conversation the other day where I said, you know, if, you know, if if the pandemic is such where we need to make sure that everybody can have the proper liberties depending upon whether they can or cannot wear a mask, you know, um, you look at something like a grocery store and you say, okay, um, you know, if you really don't want to infringe upon someone's liberties – like this, and you want to be a grocery store that demands that anyone who walks in wears a mask, uh, and you don't want to show leeway for the people who might have a medical exemption, then you need to be able to offer a free curbside pickup service Mm -hmm. that basically says, we will do the shopping for you. It costs you nothing extra and we'll put it in the car for you. And if you offer that, then then what you have done is fixed everything. You have said we care, we want to make sure that this, you know that you that you're okay, you know like we we are doing what is right. The problem is that not every business does that, okay? You you know, I don't I and again, I I I've been fortunate enough that when I need groceries, I can use something like Instacart, okay? Mm-hmm. But there are there are times where I wonder like can I get a deli order of you know a quarter pound of provolone cheese sliced thin through you know a curbside pickup ordering you know at the at the grocery store and have them not charge me extra just because i need this curbside delivered or you know i don't i don't know i have not done the research different stores may have different things mm-hmm. you know the point is that if you want to really take care to not discriminate and to and to provide the necessary liberties that people deserve when they come when they are in that situation you need to be able to offer the same services within reasonable accommodations where you are not charging extra for it. It's the same thing as to say, if I'm in a wheelchair and I want to go from point A to point B and there's a set of stairs that I would have to go down, okay? Yes, you as the building owner must put in a ramp And an elevator and so on and so forth. That's got it. That's, that's legally required. What's not legally required is to put that ramp immediately next to the stairs. Okay. Mm -hmm. The ramp might have to be down the hall because of the way the building is made. Okay your energy to take the ramp and your time to take the ramp are intangible factors where you have to be able to sacrifice that to a certain degree in order to get from point A to point B and have the reasonable accommodations meet. Okay. Mm -hmm. When it comes to money, that's more of a tangible factor. And that's why, that's where I think we begin to see a difference of opinion. Right. So I, I guess the point here is that when it comes to the vaccine, when it comes to, uh, the masks, when it comes to any of these decisions. Sportsmanship during this pandemic comes down to being empathetic and to think, you know what, maybe there's more at play here. And, it, and, and maybe what someone else is going through needs to be considered. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and to remember, it's gray. It is a gray area. Oh, yeah. I said that in the beginning. Yeah. This is, I, I say this to all the time to people. There is no handbook that tells us how to operate in a pandemic in the 21st century. There is none. We, we, we are for all intents and purposes, flying by the seat of our pants. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to make mistakes along the way. We're going to, you know, there are going to be bumps along the, on, on the road and whatnot. It's going to happen. Okay. We have to keep that in mind. Right. But we can, we can try and do our best otherwise. True. Have we, have we exhausted this?
1: Yeah. I got to go clean my bathroom.
0: That's a great way to stop then uh I am going to hope that my frozen computer allows this to download, and that we didn't just waste this entire afternoon.
1: I think we had a great discussion anyway,
0: yeah, I don't think it, <laughs> I don't think you and I hate each other any more
1: or less no no i mean i I still hate you the same oh, that's right? good i hate <laughs> i hate
0: I hate me the same too yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't ever, don't ever
0: die. Don't ever die. That's, that's the motto that we live by between the two of us. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we were able to do this, Sean. I thank you for your, your services and for the suggestion and for the conversation. And, um, absolutely. We, we, we hope that everyone continues to be safe and considerate and do what's best for them, uh, within reason. We hope that, you know, this conversation sparks further conversation and thought, Uh, In a healthy way, not not in a way that produces more fear or anxiety, but in a way that um, at least gets people to consider other viewpoints to a certain degree. Yes. Um, You know, and and to and to be considerate, Uh, especially as we approach the holidays and whatnot. You know, it's time to be considerate. We should be considerate all the time. But this is especially the, the, the annual reminder, you know. Uh, so as always check us out online at osipfoundation.org you can contact the show with the address podcast at osipfoundation.org we'd love to hear from you um, on social media at facebook.com slash osipfoundation and twitter and instagram both at osipfoundation hashtag how you play the game so uh, again Sean thank you and um, we will talk to everybody in just a couple of weeks and until then don't just stay safe but treat each other with respect how You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.